Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the incredible health and life coach, Jenny McDonald. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> it is an absolute pleasure. Like I'm a huge fan of your work and, you know, we've connected a few times on Instagram and about the subject that we're going to talk about. So to have this kind of conversation and to allow other people to have a bit of an insight into you and what you do, like it's, I think it's a win-win for everyone here. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> So obviously, as you know, we start the show with a bit of a weekly waffle, that stuff that's kind of annoyed us and it's a chance for us to get it off our chest. I don't have one this week. <laughs> However, I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And it breaks into two, so you can share it if you want. <laughs> no one then? Let's hear so, your waffle. <laughs> it, it is Lego. Okay. Um, and as much as I love Lego, and I've got a, a six year old who's just got into what I'd call little Lego. So it was Duplo yeah. and now it's little Lego. And there's two reasons it kind of makes me go. Ugh. And one is because obviously there's always a piece left out that you stand on and that really hurts. Um, and the other is she 
it's like when you're looking for a piece and you can't find it and you're like it's definitely not there it's not there and you look everywhere and then when you've put the rest of it together you're like oh yeah there's that piece there it is <laughs> so that is my kind okay. of little I thought piece. this was going to be a very very short interview but you kind of pulled it back with the second second waffle there because oh, really? I love Lego it is my, it's one of my up there with one of my like, biggest coping mechanisms. Okay, so I'm not <laughs> saying I don't like playing it. It's, it's a little irritation. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm with you. Lego's okay. great, and and me and my little girl literally can sit for hours, and she loves following the instructions, and that's why I think it grates on me so much that there's these little niggles about it because yeah. like such a fantastic toy <laughs> and, and where they, they've gone from like when I was a kid with Lego to where it is now is literally incredible but it's like oh why do you have to be so annoying Lego <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I like about it now and I think it's so fancy but the Lego sets that I've had like recently over the past like few years they come with like this orange kind of tool yeah like, where were we when like where was that when we were kids I'm we were sure getting I've our got, like, nails scarred it. gums, like when I'm trying to like break it apart. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actually, I'm gonna add that to my weekly waffle. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so on to the main reason. This is a bit of a selfish thing for me to do to bring you on the show to talk about because obviously throughout lockdown and even before lockdown there's been a, a this whole kind of exaggeration on and more kind of focus on people's health, people's fitness, people's relationship with food. Now, this is something that's always been at the back of my mind with the relationship that I have with food. It's like, I have a really unhealthy relationship with food. I either go through real highs with it, like I'm really controlled and like, yes, you know, oh, I've had this, you know, not so much counting my calories, but being more mindful mm-hmm. of what I eat. But then on the flip side of that, obviously when my mental health is dipped or, you know, I have the mild inconvenience of in any way, shape or form, I kind of go to food as, you know, as a bit of a coping mechanism. And it's it's good in some ways, but it's also quite bad. So obviously you're a bit of an expert in this field so I kind of wanted to get a bit of an insight as to just why we have these kind of relationships with food if that's okay, okay. <laughs> yeah absolutely have you got about three hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty you should say that we have <laughs> um so I suppose in short there's so many reasons why and we are Um, I think the majority of people um, have these difficulties with food and some just manage those difficulties better than others. So, you know, to whoever's listening, you are definitely not alone. Um, And obviously those that don't have issues with food tend to have it with another substance or another sort of kind of relationship, whether it's shopping addiction or or whatever. Um, as to why, so for some people, it's they've picked up just unhelpful behaviour as they've been growing up, yeah. or as they've left home, or after they've had children. So examples of this might be, um, like for me, my story is that I um, 
I grew up being praised for eating. Um, yeah. I think one of the reasons was because I went in hospital and I was quite underweight. And when I come out and I was eating, it was like, oh, you're doing really well. You're yeah. a good girl. And I very quickly learned that food got me presents praise. and praise yeah. and more food. And it, it felt good as a child. You know, that felt lovely. Unfortunately, that led to me becoming very overweight quite early on, you know, like by the time I went to secondary school, I was a size 16 and I was still growing. And um, so those are kind of unhelpful behaviors that you can pick up. But yeah. then other people that I work with, um, they, you know, they, they might have just picked up unhealthy behavior in adulthood so yeah. you know whether that's always having a takeaway on a friday and saturday night whether that is i've had a rubbish day so therefore food makes it better and what happens is when we put on a little bit of weight i think we we try and diet which means restricting our food yeah. and then yeah. because we are restricted that only works for so long and we get frustrated and we eat something that's not on the plan then we feel bad and what happens is this ends up in this whole dieting cycle that we get it's a vicious circle in. isn't it it really really is and you're just stuck then. So every time you lose a little bit, but then you eat and then you, you know, you kind of feel bad about it. So you go back to square one. So you come off yeah. the diet and you go back to the way you're eating. And then at some point you get a bit more momentum going. So you think, right, I'm going to try again. So you get back on it and, and your motivation only tends to last for, you know, a period of weeks or months. Yeah. And then you have something and feel bad about it again. So in terms of why why we develop there's there is just so many reasons so many reasons yeah it's really interesting that you said like even from like a from like a younger point of view and this is something that like i like i mentioned before we started recording like i'm slowly unpicking as to why i do the way like my relationship with food and it sounds really kind of i don't know if this is going to sound dramatic or not but because i've never really been told by my parents don't do that do this you know whether it's like food or whether it's money or these kind of things like I've always kind of been in that parental role mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's could be a factor in all of it because no one's ever told me like oh don't eat this you need to eat more of this don't you know stop eating so much of that and even like down to like portion control and stuff like that so it's really weird that you mentioned that because to read this is the first time I'm actually properly saying it out loud and obviously I know I'm in great company <laughs> so <laughs> you know it, I, I feel comfortable to saying that but there's one thing I did want to kind of loop it back to and especially at the moment with this whole roadmap coming out of lockdown and you know I'm sure you've seen it all over Instagram with like oh you know we've got till the June to the 21st to lose this amount of weight I've got to have a bikini body I've got you know can't wait for gyms to open and it's what what's your opinion on that oh so <laughs> it, it puts added pressure on people doesn't it it's yeah. like first of all there's a there's a whole other debate about kind of um weight in general and actually whether we should be more accepting as a society to people um regardless of their weight because i think there's a the weight stigma is driving kind of the dieting culture yeah. because everybody is striving to be this perfect picture of what we are given by the media yeah. and it's not 
it's becoming more acceptable to be, um, uh, you know, to, to carry more pounds. I don't know whether to use the word overweight or not, because I know that can be offensive to some people. Yeah. Uh, but it's becoming more acceptable. Um, but I think if it was more acceptable, people would then be able to love themselves where they are. And I yeah. think the big thing is if you love yourself where you are and who you are right now, your relationship with food becomes easier to kind of manage and get a grip of. Whereas if you are constantly fighting this, I've got to be perfect, whether it's like by June, you know, I've got to get my bikini bod. I've got to look like my friends that I'm going away with. I've got to fit into this size. Then it's that constant pressure that you are not good enough as as you are. And I know from your, you know, all of your experience, it really is about getting into a good place yourself yeah. to be able to manage whatever else we need to manage so and quite often when I get my clients to actually liken themselves where they are yeah. then they want to make better choices around food because they want to look after who they are but we don't tend to value ourselves when we're no. overweight do we? we feel rubbish so it's kind of like oh what do I matter anyway so yeah, so I don't know. If that, your question. I think, no, no, but you were speaking so much sense because I feel like it's those kind of thoughts that we all have, whether you're male or female, like we, we all have this kind of underlying, like, do I look okay? Am I good enough? You know, that's, you know, if you found me something, someone who didn't have those kind of thoughts, I'd, 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 I'd about to say I'd buy them a beer. I <laughs> can't do that right now. I don't know where I was going with that. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's very rare that people are actually really, really confident in themselves, especially in this day and age of, you know, social media, even the media in general, like we're kind of, it's kind of force fed to us that we should look like this, we, you know, we should have this at this age, we should look like this, blah, blah, blah. With a lot of your clients and a lot of the work that you do, is there any kind of little kind of not quick wins but like advice that you would give to someone who is having those kind of thoughts um so my biggest biggest advice would it sounds awful but stop dieting um oh wow and do you know what this is this has been a revelation for me in literally the last six months of my life because although I lost um, I lost six and a half stone 16 years ago and I have maintained my weight for 16 years but I realized about six months ago that I was still in the dieting cycle even though I was fairly stable and what I mean by that I was still kind of starving myself for a week to eat whatever I wanted at the weekend and I was even talking to my clients in that way of well it's okay because if you pull it back in the week you can eat what you want at the weekend and I thought that was the way I needed to manage my weight and having done some more kind of self-development work myself I've realized that um, it doesn't need to be like that and actually if you're eating a balanced kind of diet throughout the week you don't feel the need to kind of pick out at the weekends because you are having what you want all the time yeah which has been a real revelation for me because it's like wow I can eat three meals a day every day I can be really satisfied and stay at this weight that's like incredible because I thought that 
you know, like it would get to the point where for me on a Sunday night at nine o'clock, I'd be thinking, what else can I eat? Because it's Monday tomorrow and Monday to Friday at five o'clock. I, you know, I don't eat a lot. So that would be my biggest thing to people is to say, stop dieting and learn to get in tune with your body. And um, something I do with my clients is I help them work out what I call their diet for life, because we are all unique. There is not one size fits all. And we keep getting these off the shelf diets that we are following someone else's rules. And we will only follow that for a certain amount of time before we want to break the rules, which is human nature. So I would say stop dieting. I would say stop obsessing over whether it's calorie counting, whether it's points or sins. If it is driving you mad, if it's working for you, brilliant, keep doing it. But when it's not working for you, then find a way that is going to work for you. The other thing I talk a lot about is getting your blood sugar levels in balance, because I think what a lot of people do is They might skip breakfast because they think it's saving calories and they genuinely might not be hungry, which is fine. But instead of about 10 o'clock thinking, right, I'm going to have a substantial breakfast now, what's really healthy? They grab, you know, for me, it was Diet Coke and mini cheddars. And in my head, I was like, that's only 136 calories. That's great. I've got nothing left for the day. Um, and you know, you, you put this junk food in if you like, and then an hour later, you're like, I'm literally ravenous and it's not lunchtime yet. And I can't eat lunch yet. Cause that would make me a bad person. So I'll just start. So, it's I'll like do- you're in my head. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> or I'll starve or I'll snack on a bit of fruit and the fruit is like great, but it's natural sugars. So for some people that gives them that sugar boost, that insulin kind of yeah. is being produced in the body to bring the blood sugar level back in to balance and kind of we literally go up and down on this roller roller coaster and I've just realized I didn't really explain the um, whole process that your body goes through very well <laughs> what tends to happen is people eat sugar or processed food and their um, blood sugar level rises um, and their body's trying to get it back into an even yeah. keel and they just never, you know, they're always on that crave cycle of, of wanting sugar. And the biggest thing is the food manufacturing industry, they they literally put sugar in everything, everything. now. And, and we're eating stuff and we don't even realize there's sugar in, you know, we're eating like breakfast bars and breakfast biscuits thinking, oh, well, that's as it's, you know, great for breakfast. That's a healthy alternative. And it's yeah. all it does is, is make you hungrier, you know? And they go everywhere. They're always yeah. crumbling everywhere. <laughs> they They're just a nightmare to eat. Yeah. But it's, it's weird that you mention it because I do, because obviously my my job now is my main boss and everyone is over in America. Mm-hmm. So I'm up, say, around probably about half seven, you know, shower, dress, ready to start work at nine. But there's some days when I'm just not hungry yet. So I'll I'll have a coffee. I'll have, you know, I I drink so much water. It's unbelievable. But then when it gets to lunch, because in my head, I'm like, well, I haven't had the calories from breakfast. I kind of have this, you know, I have the sandwich. I have the crisps. I have the chocolate bar. You know, I have a kind of like, you know, Pepsi Max. But then what I find about good 30 to 40 minutes after, it's like, it's like I need a nap. Mm-hmm. it's like it's yeah. like i've had all this like yes yeah you know i'm good to go and then it's like bam i feel yeah. sluggish i feel like and it's not from a i don't know if it's a point of view of overeating because i'm quite 
conscious you know i'm a fairly active person but i think it is the blood sugars and all that kind of side of things that unless you're like a you know you really like break it down and go into like the science and really understand it i don't think it's that well kind of broadcasted it's not that well kind of like promoted no i think it's a term that you know is banded about isn't it oh you know oh my blood sugar's low or you know people yeah. just say it and and no one really knows kind of the you know the, like you say the science of it or the ins and outs of it but um what i've certainly found is those people that tend to take on board eating three regular meals a day and yes they may have a snack but it would be you know a, a well-balanced snack rather than a you know a chocolate bar or a bag of crisps that kind of have little nutrition and just give you that kick for a few yeah. minutes um they tend to you know get the in a good rhythm with their body if you like yeah. and if you think about when we our, our bodies get in tune with kind of like spiritually what's happening and the sun rises and we rise and our metabolism starts to wake up so we do really you know do well to eat within you know a couple of hours of waking up yeah. rather than kind of going too long and then we do you know then then we have lunch and and sorry, I was going to talk about eating later in the evening. So they say the optimum time to eat is before six o'clock. And we've all heard that yeah. message, of, you know, um, don't eat too late at night, don't go to bed on a full stomach. Yeah. But what's actually happening within your body is after six, between six and nine o'clock, your body is going into its restful state. So it's preparing to kind of calm down and yeah. to get ready for bed. But there's also lots of other factors that have an effect on balancing your blood sugars so you have um having enough sleep and kind of being in a good sleep routine mm -hmm. um you have the water which you mentioned you drink loads of which is absolutely brilliant um it's the amount of chemicals that we put in the body the other quick win i'd say to people is um have um count if you're going to count something count chemicals not calories so okay. look at your packets and look at all of the chemicals in them and if you can start choosing foods that have a lot less extras added to it then yeah. you will be winning um and it's really interesting to start comparing even um something like pringles to kettle chips so if you're going to eat crisps you'd be way better eating kettle chips than pringles wow. because of the amount of extra stuff in there there's still stuff in kettle chips yeah. don't get me wrong but they are way way better than pringles so it's just i think i think we're not educated enough and i certainly wasn't you know i lost weight on a very, very low calorie diet and then went back to eating and i genuinely didn't know enough about food and about obviously you know what's healthy and what's not yeah. so healthy but you don't really appreciate the process that your body is going through yeah. and how hard it's trying to work to keep in balance and if you are constantly on that blood sugar roller coaster your body's in a constant state of stress really yeah. and that is why we get low moods in the afternoon it's why we might need a nap it's why we feel fatigue and then we have a high and an en energy boost when we've had some sugar so like when you look at it and you step back it's like wow what am I putting my body through and actually yeah. I, I want to live forever so I quite like my life so. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's incredible advice and I'm kind of 
taken every word of it in so I'm quite happy that this is going to be recorded and I can listen back to it (laughs) because it's really important and it's the first you're the first person that I'm having this kind of conversation with because I think from every kind of aspect what is lacking is the education Mm. behind it especially as something as valuable as our bodies because you know as as we all know you know I feel like I don't want to be all that person but like I feel like our bodies have a weird way of telling us what we need so it's actually now rather than being in this kind of I need to lose weight for this reason for the 21st of June just to kind of for other people's approval because that that's what it's for like yeah. regard you know I mean that that is what it comes down to really break that wall and kind of realize well actually I'm gonna do this for me I need to understand my body I need to understand what's going into my body so I think it's from really good advice and then the the other thing is um obviously there is the psychological side um, where we've all got stuck um with well not all of us but with the the reasons behind why we're eating why we're eating and something I do with clients is obviously we work on and picking that and um just kind of um you know unpeeling the layers of where that behavior has come from and you know I have clients and, and they just believe that it's their fault and that they're greedy or they just don't trust themselves around food and they say yeah. well, I couldn't possibly eat three meals a day because I, I'd be I'd be 30 stone and it's like that's something you're telling yourself you know yeah. like actually, um you know for any listeners out there that are struggling just ask yourself what if what if you were you know your beliefs weren't actually true yeah what if you could totally lose weight by eating the foods you love. You know, just what if? Because actually, as I say, even though I've been maintaining, it's been a revelation for me to realise that you don't have to kind of constantly be on that yo-yo of yeah. starve and, and overindulge. So, yeah. That, again, I think it's, it's brilliant advice. And I know there's people out there that listen to the show that we've had this kind of conversation, like, oh, you know, about their you know their relationship with food with that I kind of want to go back a little bit and if obviously this is only if you're okay with talking about this you mentioned like you know you lost um, quite a considerable amount of weight what was your kind of journey with food and if, if you're okay with talking about yeah it, like, absolutely you know, to, to what led you to obviously where you are now so um, I mentioned that I became very overweight as a teenager and I got to the point where I literally didn't want to go to school. I was being bullied at school. I, I used to get called tree trunk legs um, and I do have a condition called lipedema, which is an abnormal collection of fat cells in one area. So so my legs, um, you know, through puberty kind of grew really, really like huge, basically. And we just you know me and my mum we just put it down to the fact that I was overweight so then I became a secret eater because my mum was trying to help me lose weight but then I felt deprived I was only you know 12 13 and I would be um taking chocolate bars up to my bedroom and sitting watching home and away eating them and she didn't know and then kind of going oh I don't know why I've not lost weight sort of thing (laughs) but I was just a child but that obviously went on for years and I got to a size 24 I was at my heaviest ever I was over 18 stone um but when I started my 
kind of I like to call it my final weight loss journey because I'd been on so many yeah. different diets I'd done the Atkins I'd done the Weight Watchers um I'd taken slimming pills I'd taken something that was like speed but apparently it made me really moody oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah he's a doctor um on a, a, a private doctor that you go and buy this speed from um these these dieting pills that were like speed I should say it wasn't speed I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't condemn um, that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um yeah, so my journey then I basically found a very low calorie diet and I worked with um a counselor in a very small group of um closed groups, so the same people each week. Yeah. And we worked through a program where we kind of explored our behavior around food, explored all of the reasons why we overeat. Um, and started to develop a new relationship with food. Um, I lost six and a half stone in six months. So it was really, really quick. Um, And it gave me a break from food. So by having meal replacements, I didn't have to think about cooking or counting or or, or anything. And I know I've kind of just said, get off the diets. Um, But at that time in my life, I needed that break away from food. It was a little bit like I'd become an alcoholic with food. And when you said to me, Jen, you can have jacket potato and salad, you can have Weetabix, but you can't have anything else. I just wanted more. So by stopping eating completely and only having these sachets of soup and porridge and and bars, it just gave me that break. And then when I got to the other side of it, I could introduce food. But as I said, quite openly, I've then spent 16 years thinking that the only way to manage my weight is to under eat loads and then I can eat a bag of Doritos at the weekend and I can eat the chip shop or whatever. So until quite recently, I still had a destructive relationship with food. Um, But I'm glad to say it's all sorted. And I feel like now I've kind of gone through that process. I can be even more helpful to my clients because I'm like, there is another way, uh, which is I was trained in, as a, a weight loss counselor and to run weight loss groups. And that's what I've done for 16 years. But now I'm also um, a, a health and life coach. So I've kind of undergone some more training with a company in America to and this is where my journey's kind of through my training. Yeah. I've kind of gone, oh, my goodness, what am I doing here? <laughs> So yeah, that's because there's there's a passion there. There's like experience there. And I think this is what drew like drawn me to you because you can tell that there's that you really know your shit when it comes to talking about stuff like this. You know, you've lived through it. And I'd be more inclined to work with someone who had really been there, who knew what I was, you know, not knew what I was what I felt like, but knew what I was talking about and to really feel understood so um, again like I'm, I know I said I said it before like I'm really grateful to having this conversation and even for sharing your journey did that whole journey kind of lead you into that kind of career if you like yeah absolutely because interestingly enough I am um, I trained as an actress and I went to drama school and I was working wow. in the industry yeah um and I was uh I just had this kind of revelation that, wow, if I can lose this weight and and this kind of, you know, looking, exploring your behavior around food works, then I need to share this with people because yeah. this is literally life changing stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was just like 
so bowled over and felt so passionate about it, which is why back in 2005, I trained to do that. Um, but my revelation, again, that's come all of these years later, is like, even more kind of fired on that passion and um, I'm about to launch a course um, well an academy it's called the Becoming You Academy but Amazing. it's about changing your relationship with food and I, I just renamed the program I've written to the um, ever evolution program because I literally feel like that is what's happened yeah. it's like okay, I've evolved and it's like wow so I, I suppose the, the podcast and the course has come because I just want to spread the word as much as possible. Yeah. And, and you know yourself, there's only so many hours in the day, which means there's only so many people I can work with one-to-one. Yeah. So it's like, I can't spread myself any thinner. How can I help more people um, and still reach people and also give kind of um, free advice. And that's what my podcast is about, because I just think that it's, when you you know yourself when you feel so passionate about it you just yeah. want to tell everyone about it. you just want to help as many people as as you can so yeah that's that's kind of where I am now no I love it and it, I think that's how we connected was through the podcast kind of thing and then we we're like oh we're yeah. actually pretty much neighbors <laughs> this yeah, is who baffles right. me <laughs> <laughs> so with that where where can people find your podcast and more about you know this incredible program that you've put together sure so um my podcast is on spotify itunes google um it's called power over food so if you search power over food jenny mcdonald um my course the becoming new academy um is launching very soon so if, if anybody wants to follow me on um social then um they can um uh, as, as soon as it, it's literally going to be going live in the next four weeks so probably even less than that by the time this, this uh, podcast goes live uh, my instagram is underscore jenny map which is jenny mc and uh yeah and i also do run a, a facebook group which is a private group um i have limited it to women but i may say set up a men's one if there's need for it but purely limited it because i feel that women feel safe to share with other women yeah, and not be judged and um that little community is growing because people are starting to kind of share their story share where they am they are and, and what i said to them the more you tell me about where you are the more i can do lives within that group to yeah. kind of do. so last night i did a, a, a balancing the blood sugar live and, and kind of just went through all of the steps that they can do um, most that I've spoke about today just to help them and you know one of the big things is is that self-worth and self-love so I've definitely got to do some kind of work on that with them and just you know just get people kind of realizing that they're pretty amazing as they are definitely. and yeah they, they may want to lose weight and I think as we get older it's it's more for our health as well as looking good but it is more for our health and it's just like you know I think for whatever reason whether it's years of being overweight whether it's something someone said to you in a past relationship or a job that has stuck with you and it's kind of like helping people to let go of that and realizing yeah. that you know we all go through that rubbish and if you know if you can let it go then you're going to be in a much better place to deal with the next thing that comes along so Joe, I was going to ask you if you had any kind of like final words of wisdom, but like you beat me to it. 
<laughs> but it is it's it's incredible advice and it's something that especially that i've talked away taken away from your podcast is that being that open about food and i actually recommended it to someone who i speak to quite regularly about this relationship with food and it was from that kind of unpicking of my brain that i was like okay there might be a little bit of an issue here but like the same with you know what the situation i went through with like my mental health until i spoke about it it, it wasn't going to go anywhere it was just going to stay inside so literally everything you've said today will probably be going on a photo frame but i will I will link everything because, you know, we do have a lot of women who listen to this show who do speak about some of the, you know, the things that you have covered and who I know would benefit from being a part of this incredible community that you have, that you've created. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining me for a waffle. It's been an absolute (laughs) pleasure. It's been a pleasure for me. I'm, I was so excited today and I knew I'd have a laugh. So <laughs> oh, good. See, there we go. <laughs> you bring the education, I'll bring the laughs. <laughs> well, to be fair, you brought the laughs as well. That sounded as if I just completed <laughs> You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the incredible Jenny McDonald. Please check out her incredible program that will empower you and give you so much knowledge around food. As always, I'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.